0: Hi, welcome to On The Brink with Andy Simon. I'm Andy Simon, your host and your guide. And as you know, my job is to get you off the brink. And I love to do that by bringing you people who are going to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. People often ask me, why do I say that? Because we decide with the eyes and the heart, and then the head gets involved. And unless you realize that, then you really don't understand how we make decisions, And sometimes we overanalyze the data and we think we know we're making wise decisions. Uh, Malia is laughing she's smiling at me. So I brought you a wonderful woman today who's going to help you understand the new age of marketing. It's a time of fast change, but the old issues about how do I tell my story and how do I create a brand and how do I get to the customers who need me, whether it's through inbound marketing or online search or is it the website or is it social media? And how do I know that the dollars I'm spending are being used wisely by this collaboration I have with my agency? That's her story. Let me tell you who she is and why it's important to listen to her. Malia McRae is founder and CEO of Crux KC and co-founder and CEO of Crux Accelerator. And she's going to tell you where KC is as well. She's a marketing strategist, 25 years of B2B and B2C experience in leading client-facing marketing departments where she earned the reputation of an insightful brand strategist. She's formerly the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at the Greater KC Chamber. I'm assuming that's Kansas City.
1: Yes, Kansas
0: City, (laughs) One of my favorite places to work. And she's led the organization's marketing and business development offices. 2016, she made the entrepreneurial leap and launched her own marketing firm, Crux KC, a certified women-owned business, Providing in-house marketing outsourced the unagency for small to mid-sized clients, combining the leadership of a franchise, fractional CMO with a marketing department as a service model to provide simple, smart, and affordable full funnel marketing solutions. She builds marketing communications and business development strategies for clients and positions them for sustainable growth. She also, in 2019, co-founded its sister company, Crooks Accelerator, with an emphasis on sales coaching and leadership development, paired with marketing to positively impact revenue growth. I don't think I have to tell you much more about why I've selected her to come on today, other than the times they are changing. Sure. And it's time to think about very important subjects, marketing and sales. And Malia, thank you for coming today. I appreciate you being here. Andy,
1: thank you so much for having me. Uh, Lovely to be a part of this.
0: Would you tell the audience about your own journey? Because I can read the facts, but you know this is about the feelings. And I have a hunch you can give it a personality all of its own. Who are you and how'd you get here?
1: Great question. Great setup. Um, Yeah, so I made that entrepreneurial leap in 2016 with a belief that there had to be a better way to service small to mid-market companies. Uh, Since then, we have really evolved um, in terms of working with larger companies as well. I'm a firm believer that all the marketing roles apply as long as you really understand the audience that you're trying to reach, right? So we do consider ourselves to be industry agnostic here at Crux. We work with all shapes and sizes from startups to global companies. Um, We are a fractional, I would say a a fractional chief marketing officer meets an in-house team Um, to execute on that strategy and provide additional bench strength, if you will, for um, marketing departments that, you know, are pretty um, well staffed, or if they have certain gaps in their abilities, knowledge gaps, we will come in and fill those holes. But in many cases, Andy, we are the marketing team outsourced, where these clients simply hand us the keys, and we drive. Um, I was doing um, my executive project during my um, executive MBA at Rockhurst University here in Kansas City, and I really wanted to uh, research the trends that were happening in the advertising, the traditional advertising industry. Um, When I left the Greater KC Chamber as their chief marketing officer, I did a brief stint with a local, what I call traditional ad agency. And I've always been on the client side. So I saw red flag after red flag on how I would do it differently if it were my own. How I would lead with transparency about transparency and billing, for example. <laughs> uh, transparency and communication. Uh, Having been a client, I, actually...
0: I get the feeling well. <laughs> you spent on actually, one on <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how much did you say that was going to cost? Um, we actually like our clients. We cheer for our clients. Um Nothing brings me greater joy than when a client, um, you know, fills out their org chart and they write their client CMO is the crux, fractional CMO that's working yep. on their account. Um, so we really have this in it with them mentality because I've been that client. Like I said, I think like the client. I don't think like the agency. I think yep. what what I've noticed and um, what happens with a lot of agencies, Andy, and, um, you know, great people, great creatives, Right. And I know several of them that have built really amazing agencies and businesses, but they are creative and they lead with creative, right? So part of what we say at Crux is there's no fluff, right? Our tagline is everything you need, nothing you don't. We jump in, we understand that client's business. um, We understand their business goals. We build a marketing strategy to align with those goals. And then we hit the go button and we're off and running. And so there isn't that creative fluff with us. We, we just get to the point, point. Um, hence the name Crux. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but you know, if you don't build it that way, now a client can have a lot of hope. Hope is a lousy strategy. <laughs> I've been there.
1: Hope is a lousy strategy. I have worked with so many CEOs. I belong to CEO peer groups. Um, through my, my background with the Chamber, I'm pretty highly networked in Kansas City with a lot of various um, civic organizations and right, CEO peer mm-hmm. groups and things like that. And uh, I find myself doling out a lot of free advice, and I'm happy to do so because I'm very pro-business. I'm really pro-small business. I feel like we are we have to stick together. Small businesses make up 99% of all businesses in the U.S. I think it represents about 44% of the total economy. So they're the backbones of our communities. And I can't tell you the number of times I've had phone calls from friends that are business owners, and they've made, maybe not a wise a marketing investment. And, um, you know, they found themselves without a lot of money and with very little traction towards their business goals. So I do a lot of free uh, education with those individuals. And, and, you know, I simply tell them, hey, if it sounds too good to be true, first (laughs) of all, it probably is. Um, Do you really feel like the people that you're working with understand your business? There is no such thing as a one-hit wonder, right? We know that. It's The key is consistency. Um, content is still king, as you and I know, in terms of fueling your presence, uh, your digital presence, um, and storytelling. It's all mm-hmm. about how do you differentiate your message so that you're standing out of that sea of sameness. And let's face it, there's so much competition in every industry. Um, it's really easy to start a business, right? Yes. Uh, so it's really hard to grow it to that next level and to start to scale that business if you're not making a wise marketing investment. I've, um, I have I actually launched Crux Accelerate for that very reason. Um, I, I was working with a lot of startups. I'm really embedded in the startup community here in Kansas City. And I would watch if they would be funded. You know, they get that first round of angel investment funding and they were out of money by month six or seven. Nobody was building the pipeline from a sales perspective. We were building the marketing machine behind the scenes. But if you've got nobody following up with those leads, right? And nobody that can really even tell that story of how their brand is differentiated, um, it's really hard to close that sale. So that was really the genesis of the sister company to Crux called Crux Accelerate.
0: Well, you know, I'm laughing because many, many years ago, I was um an executive at a hospital we did marketing I had marketing under me among other things and we did a big campaign for some new doctors only to discover because we had created a separate telephone number so we could measure the calls coming through that there weren't any appointments being made so i went to the the office manager and she said well we don't answer that phone because we don't have any time for new <laughs> and i said Oh, the 450 calls came through. So he's going to wonder what marketing has done. And actually, you got to pick up the phone and answer it. Now, those were the days where the phones were still phones and we could still measure what it was. But, you know, without measures, without data, you can't evaluate anything and yeah. it is a, a you know a big empty hole that you're putting money into for what now i'll also be honest and transparent that we were hubspot partners for many years now mm-hmm. we're inbound marketing folks we understand that google has changed the way people search and buy things mm-hmm. so we're content mavens like you said And while I love social, I love my website, I love the content, and I love picking up new clients who find me, download my white papers, do my YouTube stuff, and come and say, I need you. So marketing, yes. Is it the world that we're in? Yes. But you also have skills and services that Take a a young, particularly a young company that needs to build its story and helps you get there. Talk to us about, you know, a typical kind of client, either an early stage or a maturing one.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, typically we're working with entrepreneurs, Andy, and entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. So they're at some sort of a growth stage inflection point. Um within that company's journey. And so yes, yeah, sometimes it's a it's a newer company that um, they're ready to to uh, push the gas in terms of a marketing investment to really start to fuel sales leads. Um, sometimes it's it's more of a legacy brand that has maybe been stagnant for a while. And again, they're ready to, to pour some gasoline on on the fire and you know increase their marketing efforts as well. So really any age and stage of, of client, is the right fit for us as long as they're open-minded to understanding what again a smart marketing investment can do for them so we bring like i said that chief um sales or chief marketing officer to the equation that's going to build a strategy based on you know what does the competitive landscape look like how is their website currently performing for them how is digital performing are they getting any pr hits right um PR is, is that kind of that secret sticky factor sauce for us of clients. We do really, really uh, well internally at just mining for what are those those newsworthy stories that we can pitch on their behalf, and that fuels social. That fuels the website That's with true. content, right? It is. Um, it, it, those are little golden nuggets when we can nail those, even case studies, right? Um, sharing those success stories um, through email marketing. You know,
0: excuse like, me.
1: Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Oh. Absolutely. So, yeah, things like that just really work to fuel business growth for clients. And that's really, that's our vision statement, honestly, Andy, is is fueling business growth for clients and opportunities for our team. And we live that motto every day here at Crux.
0: Um, bless me. you. Thank you. We can, no, we no, can tell me a little the, bit more yeah. about, has the intersection or the adversarial relationship between marketing and sales changed? Yeah. So
1: it needs to change. I would say in many organizations, um, they're still on two different paths, right? Uh, The sales team tends to go rogue and the marketing team uh, tends to abide by the brand guidelines and all the rules that apply and try to reel them in. Um, What happens when marketing and sales can align, however, is magic, right? If you can get them rowing in the same direction, singing the same song... They're sharing information back and forth. The salesperson is saying, hey, this is what we're hearing you know out in the field and it's really this message point is really resonating with my audience. Then the marketing can fuel that internally um, with social campaigns or email campaigns or you know, do a blog, a thought leadership piece on um, why this particular company uh, you know does this thing really well. Um, and, and again, it just hit those points um, with an explanation point, quite frankly, and put it out there in terms of content. So if they can work hand in hand, um, it really is magical in terms of what can result. And so that was really the genesis, like I said, of Crux Accelerate, as we come in with um, chief sales officers that become sales coaches for internal sales teams. So they'll coach the teams up through a six uh, month curriculum, um, where it's a group training session, followed by individual executive coaching with the chief sales officer. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, but we infuse a lot of marketing um, tactics, understanding um, what is marketing really doing behind the scenes, right, to help you generate those leads. We're explaining to them the difference between brand marketing, building that awareness with demand marketing and generating those leads. And then, you know, how are you appropriately following up with those leads? There's an old saying for marketers, we can lead the horse to water but we can't make the horse drink, right? And we're teaching the sales team how to make the the horse drink. And we're infusing things like personal brand and the art of networking. I do a a presentation for Rockhurst University and some other organizations called the Art of Networking. Um, And just teaching them that networking equals connections, right? And it's it's, uh, building relationships and how can you help them so that you're paying it forward and they're going to return that favor. And it's the long play Um, So there's a lot of that infused throughout this curriculum, but we're pretty excited about um, really where Crux Accelerate is headed right
0: now. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways, whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey. Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls, and become the best that they could be. They heard things like, women aren't lawyers, and women can't lead, and women aren't in geosciences, and they said, of course we are, and they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books, and you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. Well, you know, I had a client in Texas and he had great sales guys. The only problem was that the folks they sold to retired. Mm-hmm. And the folks who were replacing them were 35-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And they don't pick up the telephone. So the yep. outbound sales call folks had nobody to sales call because nobody picked up the phone. So when we did our research among the new 35-year-olds, we say, well, don't they know that we don't answer phones? We're not going to buy over the phone. We search or we right. talk on our forums or we go to our network. But our buying journey is a different one than the old guys who retired. So my client said, so what will I do with my great salespeople? I said, Mm -hmm. they should be lead follow-uppers. You need to get a website that isn't a brochure, but it's full of reasons why. And that turns into interested and qualified leads who your sales guys can now follow up with. It's different, but the lead should be coming to you as opposed to you because nobody is going to answer those telephones. That's not the way it's going to work anymore. And until Mm -hmm. you come to terms with that... You don't realize the integration between the web and the social and the sales. Um, Mm -hmm. And those poor sales guys knew what they knew and the habits were great, but that's Mm -hmm. not the way it was going to buy. And it was flooring to him. Really? People are coming to my website. Yes, but they're not staying. That's Mm -hmm. it. I can tell you how many are actually staying, where they're staying, what they're looking at. I can tell you a whole lot about your website and it's not functional. It was very unsettling. Like Oh, I bet. Welcome to the whole new world.
1: Welcome to the digital age. And yeah, we coach uh, CEOs all the time on the days of pulse calling are dead. You know, there are CEOs out there that are still holding their sales team accountable for KPIs that are how many daily phone calls have you made? Well, you're right. No one, do you pick up the phone? I don't pick up the phone anymore. I don't even know why I have a phone on my desk. I never answer it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And 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 quite frankly, Nobody buys that way anymore. They are in charge of their purchase pattern. And they are influenced, though, by stories. I want you to talk more about stories. Because a human being lives a story in their mind. It's an illusion of their reality. Welcome to the world. And they only relate to things that match that story. And if you're out of sync with them, they don't even see it. So tell me about your branding and your brand storytelling, because I think it's an essential part of a marketing campaign that's often overlooked.
1: Oh, completely essential. In fact, when I launched Crux, we were really known as a content shop and storytellers, really followed by strategy. Um, over the years, over the last seven years, we've really um, you know, established um, bench strength and all the other marketing tactics and expertise that we've needed, but we started out as storytellers. So huge advocate of uh, storytelling working, and it goes back to content being king. So let's take thought leadership for an example, right? Um, People are going to follow you on your LinkedIn network or whatever channel, you know, Instagram, whatever you prefer, um, based on, you know, the fact that they're relating to the content that you're sharing. So for Crux, for our voice, for example, I do a lot of blogging, a lot of thought leadership, and I always try to tie it back to some sort of analogy or some some sort of a a story that's happened to me in my past and then I relate it to a topic or a trend. And I have garnered a really nice following as a result. Well, we do this for all of our clients. I have CEOs that will say to me, you know, is that leadership really important? Oh my gosh, it's the most important thing. Because again, it's establishing that CEO's brand or whichever leader in the company doesn't have to be the CEO, right? And it it aligns their brand with the company's brand, right? This is who people do business with people. This is who I'm doing business with. And this is what makes them an expert on this particular topic. And then when you're telling it in storytelling form, you know, 800 words, it's a fun, quick read. And you can pull pull quotes out of that and use it in your social media posts. Um, you can um, maybe tie a PR story that relates back to the thought leadership piece, right? And you can pitch that to the media. Maybe it came out of a case study, a success story. Um, and something that you know went really well, successful with your clients, let's capture that. Let's grab their testimonials. Let's push that out through a case study that might also spawn the idea for a thought leadership piece on that particular win um, and what made that a win. So there's so many ways that you can repurpose that content as well, but it, it truly is what differentiates a brand. It's what makes you stand out. It is what those younger purchasers are looking for. For now, they they want that content and they're going to do their research. And how are they going to do their research? Online. They're going to look at your website. They want to, they want to read those blog articles on your website. They wanna look at what recent PR have you garnered, right? How do you describe your services on the site? And does that kind of align with the perception that they had? Is is there consistency throughout? And then they're gonna follow you on your social channels. Really, oftentimes anymore, Andy, they care as much about new potential buyers of your products and services, care as much about your culture and how you treat your employees, mm-hmm. um, your social responsibility, how are you giving back to the communities that have helped you be successful, as they do about what it is that you're offering in terms of a product or service. So, social media is just another way to reflect your brand through your culture, um, through your philanthropic efforts. Um, you know through how you care about de and I, how do you how do you incorporate that into your brand. Um, and we do a lot of work uh, with our clients now around what we call employer branding because recruitment, we're all still searching for and finding for the best talent. And um, it goes both ways. Yes, you're trying to reach those potential clients, but you're also trying to reach those potential candidates. Yeah. So this is how you can use thought leadership. This is how you can use your culture. Um, in terms of attracting both of those audiences,
0: I'm curious. Um, I was um, interviewing someone today for a podcast who's an expert in LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and um, with the Twitter changes and Instagram's growth and Facebook's role, um, the common question I get is, "Well, which ones do you do? Which ones do you look at?" And and um, and I I figured I might ask you the marketing. Expert, which ones for which people to do Mm -hmm. what things? Because they aren't identical by any means. Mm.
1: And they should not be identical. Um, It's really it depends on the audience, right? The audiences that you're trying to attract, where are they? So if it's a younger demographic, maybe it's TikTok. It's definitely Instagram. Um, Twitter. Twitter has kind of uh, lost its appeal for a lot of B2B businesses, but I look at Twitter as headlines. So if you're just scanning headlines, right, um, that's, a, that's a good way to use Twitter. Facebook <laughs> is still really powerful. Um, <clears throat> um, many uh, demographics in terms of various audiences, and it always performs better than I think it's going to. Um, and that's really the power of using one's own network as well. Like I'm in a lot of Facebook groups with women who mean business in Kansas City or, you know, the Casey Chambers and civic organizations that I'm in. So that's a great way to get certain messages out where my brand is tied back to the company brand. But my number one network for Crux is LinkedIn. Um, And, you know, we do a lot of business to business marketing. And so that's what I would recommend for anyone that's doing a lot of B2B marketing. But you have to really look at the other channels and how they can benefit you in terms of reaching the audiences that you're trying
0: to reach. And for LinkedIn, it has become a marketplace that I'm finding, excuse me, not particularly pleasant if I have one more person who wants 15 minutes of my time to sell me one more thing that I'm not interested in. Yeah. And, and, and I, I I'm trying to remain true to my brand and my story. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what my client this morning who was doing a podcast with us said, if you turn it into a marketplace, go for it, but it is not a good marketplace. It's not a you're better off investing in content on your website and attracting mm-hmm. people who are searching for you as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to push it out like a cold call. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like. And yeah. they, they don't know if I'd be interested or not, but I'm sure you would be. And here's 15 minutes of my time. Hey, click this link. No, mm-hmm. no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. say, LinkedIn, what have you become?
1: yeah. That is unfortunate. I would agree with you. I'd probably get hit up by 15 of those a day. Um, But the power is to the user, right? So I can go and and just X on all of those and not accept them. It's making it harder and harder to lead through. And, um, you know, for an old school networker like myself, um, it kind of uh, encourages me or re-encourages me to go to more of those networking events, right? Having more of the face-to-face content. I mean, I was probably at Six different networking events just last week, Andy, and and got a stack of business cards. People, yes, still use business cards and still hand them out. I um, I try to make networking events a game, and I try to give myself permission to leave after I get three business cards. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's that's something I teach my students as well. So yeah, and and then you follow up with that personal email, right? You kind of jot something down the back of them at a memory point. Maybe they're traveling to Costa Rica next week or whatever it is, and and you send them that little follow up or don't ever yes. underestimate. Well, and and, and I almost find there.
0: that a bit, a bit joyful. You know, it's a real person with a business a yeah. business card. I know it's like real. It's, yeah. a, it's like real. Tangible. A, I uh, yeah. Which reminds yeah, I me of trying that, to redo my business cards. I'm almost out. Oh i
1: know to help you with that
0: andy <laughs> i will get back in touch with you i could use a fresh look it's it's been three years since we were out enough to uh worry about them. yeah and, and now sure. i'm out at an event i was at all weekend and i realized that they've gotten awfully old and crutchety looking time for a fresh look um but in any event this is such fun as you look to the future i've you know somebody ranked our podcast among the top 10 futurist podcasts so I'm now a futurist now and I okay. am. A futurist. Well, the question is, what do you see coming next? Mm.
1: You know, I think that um, we've had a lot of people try to knock off this model of, of being that marketing department as a service, as you will. I think that the traditional ad agency model is dying. Um, and I think that they're having to rethink, um, you know, again, how you partner with the client, how you really dive in deep and learn their business and use marketing. To propel that growth uh, for the client, um, and you know, customized those um, marketing strategies and those engagements. There is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all. So I definitely see that changing. I think what protects Crux a little bit in that regard is it's it's hard to bring a fractional chief marketing officer to the equation if you've never been a chief marketing officer, and I have, and I've homegrown this talent. Um, and a lot of agency owners have been creative. So I think it, it's hard for them to make that that switch, right? You can't just put on yes. a CMO hat and say, I'm a CMO today. So I think that, that you were going to see more of that. Probably fr- fractional CMOs is a very um, highly um, uh, searched word on the internet. So that's a, a buzzword that's really taken off. Um, and it will be interesting to see what happens with AI, chat GPT, and um you know, how people are utilizing that for writing versus um, kind of more of the old school, really understand your brand voice and write to your brand voice. I think, you know, AI can get people maybe 60 to 70% of the way there, but you still need that writer and editor that's going to polish it and put it in that brand voice. But I know that's definitely on the horizon. Podcasts are huge. What we're doing today, right? We're doing... A yep. lot of podcasts for our clients. We're doing them our, ourselves internally at Crux. And it's another way to, um, you know, in, in live uh, video, audio form, tell those, those client success stories and let your client or your prospect or your key stakeholder get their message out, just like you're doing for me today. So that is definitely a hot trend that we're seeing with clients and video, 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 right? Video, so video. You got to use it on your website. Uh, Google loves video. Um, so it's just, you know, it's, it's utilizing kind of pulling all of those marketing levers in the way that's really going to um, fuel growth and, and attract those audiences for for the clients that we serve or for your own company. If you're a CEO listening to this, it's how are you making sure that You're working with a partner that's pulling all those levers in the right way for you. And that's definitely a trend because clients are getting more sophisticated as well about marketing techniques as they should,
0: (laughs) which is great. One one last question before we wrap up. The buyer's journey is taking, in some cases, longer and longer. They are spending more time evaluating and evaluating and are most uncomfortable from what I see in making a quicker judgment and that buyer's journey that we used to look at in terms of filling the funnel and how long it took to get down to an actual purchase. um, The discomfort people have come from many of them are buyers who are younger and the management system isn't clear. The risks are high. They're not quite sure. It's not IBM. You know, you used to buy IBM because it was IBM, you know, and there is no similar in many things that you're purchasing. Uh, I have one client who keeps buying software that doesn't work particularly well, and I laugh after a while because he buys on the less expensive side and the more innovative side, but not necessarily the more functional side, Uh, but it takes a a long time to decide. And then is in sure. I don't know if you're familiar with the paradox of choice. Barry Schwartz's book is about the paradox of choice. Mm -hmm. So many choices. We don't make them. And then when we make them, we return them or we're unhappy with them or we should have bought something else. And I do think it's part of the culture of today, which makes buying and managing and measuring challenging. Am Mm -hmm. I similar to what you're finding? Mm -hmm.
1: You know, um, it's interesting. We have a really good close rate um, with our prospective clients. It runs around 70%. Now, I will say Q1 of this year, we saw, you know, people signing contracts lessen. Um, Q2, though, it's been bubbling up again. I think that, you know, back to your IBM analogy, it really speaks to the brand reputation that you have developed. And so um, for us, PR and awards and that recognition has gone a really long way in terms of elevating the crux brand in and around Kansas City. And we have clients all over the country. But when they're searching on us, because they're research walks, everybody's out there researching, right? And it can delay a decision or it could speed up a decision. So they're researching crux and they're saying, oh, Inc. Magazine, Best Workplaces, that's cool. Um, Champions of Business, the Kansas City Business Journal, based on things like how you treat your employees. That's cool. So, you know, I I always encourage our clients to take a look at those awards in their area. And, and, you know, it's kind of like a, a... a great way to get some PR through the award recognition as well um, that really elevates that brand and builds that brand trust with your potential buyer. So if you're really, you know, placing an awareness on that in terms of your marketing solution, I do think that can go a long way to speeding up that buyer's decision. They trust you, they're going to buy from you.
0: Well, you know, in some ways it credentials you as being a third party that says you're great. And even if Mm -hmm. the product isn't great, you have a great place to work. So that must mean the product is good. I mean, there's sort of all kinds of interesting links to it. This is such fun. Um, My last question for you. Usually I say that people remember the end better than the beginning. So are there one or two or three things you'd like our listeners to remember so they can find crux as their solution? What would it be?
1: I would say um, remember the power of storytelling. Uh, in terms of elevating and differentiating, differentiating your brand um, in your marketplace, I would say um, content is king. So make sure that you're utilizing fresh content on your website, um, You know, understanding those keywords that people are using to search you and you're incorporating that into your digital presence. You're incorporating that into your blog posts. You're understanding the importance of thought leadership. And I would say when you do make that marketing investment, make sure that the organization, the agency or marketing firm, or we call ourselves an unagency um, that you're partnering with really um, takes that time to dive in and understand your business. They're not going to be able to build that customized marketing strategy for you if they don't.
0: I think that is terrific. Um, for those listening, my viewers, This has been a lovely conversation about something near and dear to my heart, but I don't get to talk about very often because nobody talks about marketing very often, I must tell you. But here's a wonderful woman in a wonderful agency. Might be in Kansas City, but it takes care of the world. And it would help you see, feel, and think about yourself and your business in new ways. And so give them a call. Where can they reach you?
1: They can find me at cruxkc.com or findyourcrux.com.
0: Terrific, terrific. And I bet we can find you on the internet, on social, on the web. It's going to be fun to see what happens. I want some, you're going to push this out and I want to know what the data tells you about a podcast and what it can do for you. (laughs) I've had too many podcasts. I got a client, I got a client, I got a client. And so, and we've got a lot of podcast guests coming. It's been fun. Let me say goodbye. Thank you for all of you who come. Remember, Pre-order my new book. It comes out September 24th. And the more pre-orders Amazon loves. So it's called Women Mean Business. And it's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And it is going to be a great book. It looks gorgeous. There are 102 women in there who give you their wisdom. And some of those wisdoms are, we say, as we look at the book, turn a page and change your life. So you ask yourself, what could Lily Ledbetter tell you? Or what could Christy Hefner tell you? Or how could Carol Tomé, who's running UPS, share with you? You know, what can successful women help you do in ways that you might not without hearing them? And it's a beautiful book. So I thank all my folks who are in it, but I'm really happy to share it. And a little pre-order would make me happy. So we'll see whether this podcast can generate some. In any event, goodbye. Have a great day. Take care. For all of you who have come, thanks again. See you soon. Bye-bye now.